Today, the Betcha Sub podcast is sponsored by European Wax Center's Axe, the Pink Tax Campaign. The Pink Tax is an extra amount of money women are charged every year for basic goods and services. Boo! Just for being a woman. Yeah, that is for real. Ugh. European Wax Center is known for empowering confident women, and now they're giving back women the tools to claim their worth and take back what's theirs. I love it. I mean, I hate it, but I love that like we're fixing it. Now you know. See for yourself at axthepinktax.com. Hello, and welcome to the Betcha Sub Podcast. I'm Sammy Fishbein. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betcha Sub Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happening in the news, explained by our two funniest friends. Which is us! Yes, it is! <laughs> Today we're talking about the elections in Ukraine. Charlize Theron. The reactions from the Mueller report. The really sad bombing in Sri Lanka. And Trump's second veto. Let's go. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bet crazy. Yeah! You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Brian. Brian, Brian, Brian. Yes. How was your Easter weekend? It was good. How was your Passover, Passover. weekend? I ate way too much. Yeah, I ate a lot of food, saw some family, and that was enough. Yeah, plenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a lot. I feel like it was not enough downtime. A yeah. lot of food and family. Exactly. Sometimes like being with family is not a vacation. No, um, I would not. <laughs> I, even if you have a great family, yeah. it's still not a vacation exactly. because they're your family. Yeah. So you're not just chilling on a beach. No. But yeah. Uh, Sammy, what's getting you through this week in Trump's America? Um, there's a bit of an interesting election happen- that happened mm-hmm. in Ukraine. Um a comedian and who's a who's a star of a television show in Ukraine got elected. He is the star of a show where he is the president. I think it's called like um, it's called like Servant of the People, and he plays this like satirical president with no who's a TV star and he has no experience. And oh it's like a little hitting a little close to home. Yeah, that's really kind of scary. He won in a landslide. He got more than 73% of the votes, mm-hmm. he, beating incumbent Petro Poroshenko, who only got 24% of the votes. Um, and it seems like he really had a consensus. He got... So typically the the Western and Eastern part of Ukraine do not vote in the same way. They're often pretty polarized. But in this case, he got votes from both sides. People were sick of the status quo, it seems. Yeah, it's a little weird. I almost feel... So he's pro-Russian. Okay. Um, so he's not like part of the Ukraine that w- wants to be part of Europe. No, in a weird way, because he's so inexperienced, it seems like he's, from what I've read... Mm-hmm. And I'm not an expert on this by any means, but it seems that he's almost um, ignoring the Russia thing. The fact that he's that they like <sighs> him. Okay. I almost feel like it could be them trolling us. Like they're like, you know, kind of like a story within a story. Yeah. I don't like, know. Like, in, like they made him the president there to be like, look, we did it. It's yeah. just like you. Well, just it's like if the rock runs for president, who, who the F knows? Oh, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But remember people were talking about it? Some other guy, by the way, did announce a presidential candidacy. Yeah, some house dude. His name is escaping me at the mm-hmm. moment. Some um, guy, some congressman from like New Hampshire it'll or Massachusetts. Come back. It'll come back. It's not Eric Swalwell, though. I no. think he also he is recently trying announced, to run. Yeah. I Guys, don't know if he's yeah. serious Put it down. 
Just stop. Just stop, guys. Like, you don't all have to be it just because you are a politician yeah. and have some degree of power does not mean you have to be president. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for later on when we talk about Elizabeth Warren, though. Mm-hmm. Um, people really like this Zelensky guy. Um, they, I think it kind of might be like another protest vote kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's This world is getting a little too weird for me. I know. It's a lot. Brian, what is getting you through the week in Trump's America? Uh, well, so last week, Charlize Theron was doing an interview with the Daily Mail. She's promoting that movie where she plays like Secretary of State and Seth Rogen's in it. I think she like runs for president or some shit. I so don't she's going to get elected? Yeah. It okay. looks really cool, actually. It looks, really, it looks entertaining. Um, Guys, 2020, so, Charlize yeah. Theron. <laughs> so she Seth ad- Rogen. So she adopted uh, a baby. Um, and when she adopted him, she... she so. so Basically, she revealed last week that her uh, her daughter Jackson does not identify as the gender she was assigned at birth. She was born a boy, and then um, Charlie says, um, "Until she looked at me when she was three years old and said, I am not a boy.' So since then, she decided to just raise her son as a daughter, and so now she's like, so she she so she went on to say, so there you go. I have two beautiful daughters who, just like any parent, I want." to protect and I want to see thrive. They were born who they are and are exactly where in the world both of them get to find themselves as they grow up and who they want to be is not for me to decide. Which is Great. really nice. Yeah. That yeah. That's nice. I feel like when uh, when our generation starts becoming more parents, which we are, I guess, and above us, I not think us, not personally. us. No, not me. That's <laughs> no, not happening. Um <laughs> and uh uh their people are going to start raising their kids this way and it's just going to make for a healthier childhood for a lot of these kids. Well, you know, anything to staunch the tide of gender reveal parties yeah. is cool with me. <laughs> I think this will help. Yeah. I don't know. Just like, because, you know, especially trans kids, they are, they s- suffer the highest from suicide. Um, and we just need parents like Charlize Theron to be vocal about that because, you know, she, maybe she's teaching someone who, may have a trans child one day and be like, oh, I need to just go, go with it. I heard a rumor that um, that the that Markle, Megan, and Harry mm-hmm. <laughs> want to um, raise their kid gender fluid, but that is obviously <laughs> not going to work for the royal family. I mean... They I also want to raise the kid vegan, which yeah, is even more of a no. no that, yeah, no, thank you. Um... I understand, like, not trying, like, impose gender norms, but I mean... I mean, like, why can't... Here's the thing. Maybe if gender norms themselves were a little bit more fluid, it Mm -hmm. would be less of an issue. Yeah. Like, if if there wasn't this assumption that girl babies or babies who are born with female genitals, that they want to play with dolls, like, maybe if the actual norms were a bit Mm -hmm. more, or the things that we assume are part of each gender were a bit more fluid then you would have to worry less yeah. about specifically raising your child differently. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking for, I mean, I think hetero people <laughs> give are, are big problems with this. Like they'll put like boob man onesies on a, like a little boy, like oh, a baby he's boy. He's going to be a heartbreaker. He's going to be a lady killer. Yeah. He's gonna, man. yeah. And it's like, yeah, I see what you mean. But again, I think more of it is, is though is the like standard norms that are put upon yeah. boys and girls mm-hmm. rather than letting them pick or say what they are. Yeah. I think is, would be helpful because yeah. then they can just, it doesn't have like their tastes don't have to necessarily be attached to a gender because like, let's say you 
let's say you have a baby who is born a boy, but actually is a, a girl. Mm-hmm. But there's, I feel like a lot of the confusion comes in like what was assumed that they would want to play with or wear because they were born they yeah. assumed to be a boy. Yeah. But if those things were less rigid, mm-hmm. then they would be less important markers of yeah. the child's gender. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a parent. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Okay, let's move on to the Mueller report. This episode of the Betcha Sub Podcast is brought to you by Care Of. Care Of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. And I know we're talking a lot about the healthcare system, but yes. one thing you can do to make yourself healthy and hopefully shore up your immune system is to take vitamins and make sure you're getting all the nutrients you need. Mm -hmm. So do something good for your health in 2019 and sign up for care of. It's super, super easy and convenient. Basically what you do is you take an online quiz to ask about your diet, health goals, lifestyle choices. Mm -hmm. It takes about five minutes and it's like even more fun than like, what kind of avocado toast yeah. are you on? Buzzfeed? Yeah, exactly. I've yeah. taken so many quizzes. This one, you're actually going to find out real information about yourself. Yeah. Not I'd, that what avocado toast you are is wrong, not real information. I mean, it is. But mm-hmm. 90% of people fall short of FDA recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. So you can find out what you're lacking using the online quiz and then mm-hmm. get back on track. So basically, Care Of sends you a series of packets yep. every month. They're, it's a subscription service, obviously. And the little packets have all the vitamins that mm-hmm. you need to take according to the quiz. And they say your name. They say your name. It says like, hi, Elise. Hi, Samantha. Yeah. And then there's like a little quote or like a little factoid underneath it. So it makes it fun. Wow. It makes you want to, you know, it makes you want to take your vitamins <laughs> and feel like you're doing something for yourself. Yes. So take advantage of this month's special offer. For 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to takecareof.com and enter promo code SUP50. So for 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to takecareof.com and enter promo code SUP50. I'm going to get so healthy. Okay, let's move on to the Mueller report. Yes, the reactions. Yeah, the reactions. I mean, it's it's pretty. Uh, guys, if you could guess. The Republicans the think that he's totally exonerated and the Democrats are torn between this is, impeaching and not. This is the confusing thing about that. It's like, they're like, it's totally exonerates me, but at the same time, it's a fake witch hunt, which proved nothing. So I, I don't know. Like, it's like their talking points are all over the place. And a lot of the time they're just like, because like, they're trying to lead with Bill Barr at his top line. Like, we're yes. not going to do anything about it. And they're like, well, it doesn't... Because what is actually in the report is so terrible and makes yeah. him look like such a shithead. That's a technical term. <laughs> um, you know, a legal term. So it, it really, really looks bad, the things yeah. in it and the way he acts and the way he approaches things and the things that his own lawyers and people close to him who are serious individuals... Um, had to deal with with him and it really is very unflattering yeah but at the same time bill barr took it upon himself to completely misinterpret everything spread that far and wide as the main point of the report so they're like okay the main point is that it totally exonerates him but all the sub points are completely illegitimate on their face we should just it's so if we had just gotten the report without a summary or the press conference I really feel like we'd be in such a different landscape right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why he did it. 
and that and is going to be a. I think that is going to be a major. I think Bill Barr mm-hmm. is going to be so much more important historically than any of us could have realized in the beginning. Mm-hmm. We thought, oh, maybe he'll be fair. No, no. I think he is gonna. His name is gonna stay in people's mouths. Yeah. Um, so um, Rudy Giuliani did the Sunday shows yesterday, and he was full of crazy fucking shit, like he tends to always be now. I love how he got like pulled off the beat until now. I know. It's like, okay, we got it. We got to get our crazy guy out there again. Um, and so he was on Jake Tapper, and he said this. There's nothing wrong with taking information from Russians. There's nothing wrong with taking. It depends information. on where it came from. It depends on where it came from. The Russians. It came from the Russians. It came from the Russians. It came. It was hacked by the GRU and the IRA. The GRU, okay. The GRU and the IRA. GRU, I forget what it stands for, but it's basically the Russian army. The IRA is the Internet Research Agency, Mm -hmm. which is the Russian troll farms. Yes. And they gave it to the Russian government who wanted to give it to them. The Russian government, like everyone thinks like, or the way that Republicans would like you to think is that there's some sort of like division between there's some sort of Russian government. And then there's, and then all the people who work for them, like the troll Mm -hmm. farms and the oligarchs are not also in the pocket of the government. Like it's all, it's a mafia state. So you're controlled by Putin. Mm -hmm. Everyone is controlled by Putin or you are a dissenter. There's no dead or in jail. Yeah. There's no separation. There's one side. Yeah. There's only one side. And, um, or you're dead. You're in Siberia. This whole idea that, he was so clearly trying to hinder this investigation, which was not only into his like coordination with the Russians, but also just the Russian interfering in our elections. And they're not even saying anything about it. It's like we are confirmed. And this is what makes me so fucking livid is like, is it, it's OK now for our president to ask a foreign adversary to interfere in our elections and then take that help and use it. I don't know if it's okay. No, they're they're saying it's okay in yeah, that but clip right there. That doesn't mean that it's okay. That's like it, when obviously Nixon it's sa- not. But that's like when Nixon said, like, if the president does it, it's not illegal. That doesn't yeah. make it true. Only people who are obviously that grifters is, that's, think that that's, that's true. That's where our goalposts are. Right. But you're always going to have people who do illegal and immoral things who are trying to move the goalposts so that they're within an acceptable range of behavior. But that doesn't actually make them within an acceptable range of behavior, no. which is why it is so important that he is held accountable for this. I also just want to before we get into the impeachment conversation, which is what I mean by being held accountable. I want to say one thing that I keep hearing people make a mistake on. They keep saying and we I, and I think it's important to go to say the opposite is that Mueller did not not find enough evidence. Mm-hmm. Mueller had 10 instances of potential obstruction, which they're not just like, it's not just 10 discrete instances, 10 instances build on top of each other to mm-hmm. form a pattern of behavior that for, that shows an intention. So it's not that he didn't have enough, enough evidence. It's that he was trying to follow DOJ precedent of not indicting a sitting president. Yes. He said Congress could do it and it's up to Congress to do. That does not mean he didn't have enough evidence. It just means that in this context, the DOJ doesn't want him to indict. So he did not indict. And he also said, if I could say without like a benefit, without a doubt that Trump did not obstruct justice, I would say that, but I can't. Right. Yeah. So he's basically saying, He's basically saying it, Congress should He's saying there's more than a 50-50 chance that he did. <laughs> That's what he's saying. And also, because 
it's it just sucks because this whole time president trump made it about collusion collusion is not a legal framework for Mm -hmm. this case it is a concept it's kind of like slang yeah and the fact that now he gets to say no collusion it's like yeah no nothing like yeah yeah, there's no there's no any there's not the thing that there wasn't supposed to be in the first place so it's just again it's a pr exercise it's a branding thing and it's Again, he did. There was plenty of evidence. He was just trying to leave it up to the main method that the Constitution lays out Mm -hmm. for removing a president for doing illegal things, which is impeachment. Unfortunately, the founders did not factor in that you would have lapdogs for the entire Republican Party and that they're all in the pockets of the same people, that Mm -hmm. they're also being funded by Russia by the NRA, which is being funded by Russia, and that they would all just decide to get on the team, same team of grifters yeah. and completely loot the country for their own benefit. Yeah. Anyway, so, some people are calling for impeachment. Yeah, so on Friday, uh, Chairman Jerry Nadler of the House Judiciary Committee issued a subpoena on uh, for the full uh, Mueller report. And because t- today they're... Um, they had six Democrats and six Republicans. They were offered to look at a less redacted version of it. The six Democrats denied it. And then um, Nadler went on Meet the Press over the weekend and said this when he was asked by Chuck Todd. Do you think this is impeachable? Yeah, I do. I do think that this, if proven, if proven, uh, which hasn't been proven yet, some of this, uh, if proven, some of this would be impeachable, Yes. All right, Obstruction con- of justice, if proven, would be impeachable. No. Yeah, it it is impeachable. Um, so I think we. I just want to talk about the impeachment thing. I know you and Elise ta- touched on this and even said this um, last week, but I think people have been saying, "No, we don't want to impeach. It's dangerous for the election. It it didn't work with Clinton." I think that Elizabeth Warren really said it best when she called for impeachment, and mm-hmm. I really don't want to understate how big of a deal it is that as a candidate she's calling for this i think she has been doing an amazing job of running mm-hmm. fully substantive stand a campaign of standing up for what she believes in standing up for what's actually right rather than just trying to win and i kind of think it's because she knows she can't really win which is what enables her to do this. Um. So she's pushing the conversation in mm-hmm. the right direction. So she said, to ignore a president's repeated efforts to obstruct an investigation into his own disloyal behavior would inflict great and lasting damage on this country. She tweeted that. The severity of this misconduct demands that elected officials in both parties set aside political considerations and do their constitutional duty. That means the House should initiate impeachment proceedings against the President of the United States. Yeah. So she's she's the like first and only to really presidential candidate to come out and say this uh, definitively. Um, everyone else seems to be like dodging the questions, but she in the mean in the meantime is like continuing her policy platform. You know, just this morning she announced like abolishing the student debt or something, and you know, opening up college. I give her a lot of credit. Yeah, for actually pushing the conversation in a substantive direction. Yeah, again, I think it's because she knows that she does not really have as big of a chance. I don't know. I think that she sees a benefit in being the first one out on this because there's this whole conversation now with Democrats. Like before, when we recorded the podcast on Thursday, it would the 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 thing had just come out. Yeah. You know, so we're really only ca- talking about the substantive things inside of it. I really don't like. I don't think I fully thought out like the repercussions of it in terms of like what I think they should be done. I mean, how could they not attempt? I mean, like here's the thing. 
I also misspoke last week when I said that the impeachment against Bill Clinton hurt his election. It hurt the Repu- uh, the Democrats in the midterms. That's what I meant to say in 1988. But anyways, that's what they're worried about. They're looking at that and being like, if we are, you know, seen as like we're punishing the president or trying to impeach me, they think it's a political liability. Right. I think, but I think that they're applying the wrong standard to that yeah. because like Bill Clinton got a blowjob from an intern. Like, yeah. you know what? Not a great look for presidents. Mm-hmm. Not really ideal. But again, at the same time, this is not touching treason. Yeah. Like there's nothing compromised by the fact that he got a blowjob. Like the, I think that the reason that it hurt Democrats is because that was seen as this like personal political attack. But if Democrats are really able to be super clear on why they're doing this, that this yeah. is about holding a president accountable for his the assistance he sought from a foreign power, from the fact that he while he was running for president of the United States, he was trying to make the most lucrative business deal of his life mm-hmm. and not taking that off the table. In fact, doing the opposite, changing the Republican platform yeah. to benefit the country that he was trying to do this multi-million, close to billion dollar deal with. Yeah. So the, the, this isn't, we're not just impeaching for like fun. It's no. not even like impeaching him for something like the fact that Saudi Arabia pumps millions of dollars into his fucking hotel in DC. Yeah. It's not even some like petty corruption thing. This is about the fact that there was an attack on our country on the election. Imagine if we had done this in a different country. I mean, we used to, we do this all the time, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. And I don't think it's okay either. I wouldn't say that would be yeah. my policy. If I were president again, I shouldn't be president. Um, the fact is that Russia attacked us and they were validated. They were excited when the report came out because they were like, yes, mm-hmm. it has been officially technically established that we succeeded in, in attacking their election. And, and, and when we're we not get, doing anything about yeah, it. And we get when we get 20 years away from this, mm-hmm. we're going to see this. You know, like how 9-11, like I personally think that as I get like farther away from 9-11, the seriousness and the severity of it increases in my head. Mm-hmm. I think this will happen with this as well. It's an attack. It's a cyber attack. That's what war is now. And if you don't impeach, you're basically saying like you're surrendering. You're surrendering. You're saying this is okay. That you, yeah, sure. We'll have this illegitimate president and we have to use our legitimate means to overturn him, which is what a lot of um, Democrats are or were saying. I think the tide might be turning. Yeah. I mean, I got to hope so. So back in March, uh, Representative Rashida Tlaib, uh, introduced an impeachment resolution, submitted an, an impeachment resolution. And following the reports released by Attorney General Will Barr, Thursday, AOC tweeted that she would also sign onto this resolution. Um, she said, Mueller's report is clear in pointing to Congress's responsibility in investigating obstruction of justice by the president. As such, I'll be signing on to Rashida Tlaib's impeachment resolution. Great. That's yeah. great. Of course. No shit. You guys are doing that. You guys. Yeah. Ilhan ha- Omar. You don't hold back. Yeah. Obviously they're, obviously they're going to do it. Not the, not going to move the needle that much. It's great that they're speaking out, but again, not going to make the difference. Example, Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. And let's see when he flip flops on this in two minutes, but he said he was sickened at the extent and pervasiveness of dishonesty and misdirection by the president and some of his circle. If Mitt Romney can keep hammering that nail and then get a few more Republicans to take it seriously mm-hmm. and maybe even get like Lindsey Graham or Susan Collins to actually take the right side. Good luck. 
that's what actually needs to happen. Well, yeah. And I think like be- not doing their job in the house because they think the Senate, they know, or they think, or they know the Senate won't like prosecute or pass the impeachment as well. is not a good excuse because the house needs to show that they're there for this reason. This is, well, you can't, because like, what is the point of impeachment if people can do shit like this and get away with it? Right. Right. Exactly. Like it complete, it, it, it's there. Now it's there in their court and it's their mistake if they mm-hmm. don't do it. I, I totally agree with you just because it is, will be dead in the Senate. Thank you, Mitch McConnell. And just because it, there is an election that they don't want to like mess with. It, I think that ultimately people will show up for the Democrats more if they yeah. do try to impeach because I, I think, think they'll so be like, yeah. And, and the Democrats, again, here's an opportunity to learn how to talk, to learn how to hammer a marketing message. The message is that the president committed treason so he could get a really ugly building. Yeah. That is the message. That's all that it is. Just keep hammering away at that word treason it's treason yeah when you ally with a foreign dictator change your platform for their benefit over your own country you are a traitor you are a benedict fucking arnold traitor and that is the end of it democrats need to learn how to send a message not be like oh well i don't know maybe or even just like start introducing legislation against russia or doing you doing something because something. it's like you can't just fucking sit around maybe try some cyber security in our next election yeah there's yeah exactly cyber security like doing protecting our elections you know and you know there's 14 other investigations happening that we know from this report and 12 of them are secret what the fuck are those investigations find out i think it's I think honestly a lot of it is about that it's not only Russia who they were like grifting to I think Saudi Arabia played a really big role potentially other countries as well but I think we have to just kind of move on it's cuckoo LaRue it's cuckoo LaRue Trump of course I'm not going to read his tweets but if you want they're so ridiculous yeah but then he was like I'm the happiest I've ever been I had a great weekend playing golf and like stuffing my face with Easter eggs yeah House Democrats are holding a conference call today at 5 p.m. Eastern time Ugh, no Nothing worse than a conference call. I know. To discuss the Mueller report and Pelosi's note to Dems last week was Congress will not be silent. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. We'll see, Nance. I feel bad for her because now she can't just be like, oh, I'm being rational anymore. It's like, no, Nancy, you are the leader of the treason drumbeat. Get (laughs) on it. Okay. Get that drum. Yeah. Beat that drum. Okay. Um, there was a really sad bombing in Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. Really scary, honestly. Yeah, they looked Very like they were coordinated, coordinated attacks. Yeah. Um, so seven members of the radical Muslim group National Thofiq Jamath. I totally butchered that pronunciation. Probably they killed at least 290 people as of now and injured 500 more in coordinated attacks on Eastern Sunday. Um, on Easter Sunday in Sri Lanka. Um, yeah. Basically, there were a series of, of suicide bombings at churches and at hotels. Um, and it, it's really just just terrible. There's yeah. a, there's a lot of foreigners among the dead, including Americans. I'm not sure yeah. of the exact number. I think they're still figuring it out. Yeah, there's there's still because it was just so on a, such a large scale across different like locations. You ha- it's just takes time. It's frightening. And this comes, you know, they were in a civil war about 10 years ago. And they're still like they're. A country that's like rebuilding i know a lot of like i feel like their tourism has been up i have friends who were literally trying just to go there. there on my honeymoon potentially yeah my friends my friends uh from spain they were there less than 24 hours wow. ago and they were like had the time of their life 
So yeah, keep that in your thoughts. Um, not your thoughts and prayers. Yeah, just, just your thoughts. Your thoughts, thoughts only. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, I guess if you want to have it in your prayers too, it's fine. Yeah. But again, we can't really pass, you know, legislation mm-hmm. bombing bump stocks or assault rifles in this situation. So there's yeah. actually not much we can do. But but yeah. what's coming out from this is also apparently that the country's top officials have been told earlier this month that an attack by the group was possible. International intelligence agencies began warning the country's officials on April 4th and on April 9th. The defense ministry included the group's names in a warning to the police chief. But apparently there was just miscommunication and never got to the public. People just don't listen to warnings. That's what I've learned. Like you yeah. hear them and people are just like, oh, I'll be fine. It's just a warning. Like, mm-hmm. no, take the warning seriously. Yeah. Like, like look at history. Really shitty things have happened. Yeah. And I think that a lot of those came with warnings that people ignored. So next time you want. And again, here I am. I'm fear mongering for good. But <laughs> <laughs> there's only 10 years left mm-hmm. until climate change. <laughs> until climate change kills us all. Fear mongering for good, guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Pay attention when someone says something might happen. Yeah. Take precautions. Yeah. Um, Hide cash under your mattress. I should do that. I do that. Do you? Don't tell. You you shouldn't say that. It's not technically (laughs) under the mattress, but it's somewhere. It's around. (laughs) I have a. I have a lot of gold buried around. Do you? No. Oh, that's what you should do. I've heard from a financial advisor. Oh, really? I don't know about buried, but just. I don't think you have to bury it. I just think you have to have it. Today, the Betcha Up podcast is sponsored by European Wax Center's Axe the Pink Tax campaign. The pink tax is the extra amount of money women are charged every year for basic goods and services. And that shit adds up to $1,351 every freaking year. Yeah. For real. I could be so rich. Yes. Pink Tax is charging women more money on everything from baby bottles to canes. That doesn't just stop there. It's toys, personal care products, clothes, dry cleaning. Yes, even dry cleaning. Yes, dry cleaning. Women are actually being charged more for dry cleaning than men, sometimes for bringing in the exact same shirt. Yeah, that's really absurd. European Wax Center is known for empowering confident women, and now they're giving them the tools to claim their worth and take back what's there. I love it. I mean, I hate it, but I love that we're fixing it. And now you know. See for yourself at AxeThePinkTax.com. One more thing? Yes, one more. Okay. Thing. So this happened like a week ago, um, but there's been so much fucking news that it hasn't been able to get talked about. And it's, we've, I've had it on the outline and I'm taking it off. So Trump used his second veto to uh, basically the House passed a resolution that would have sought to end the U.S. involvement in the Saudi-led war in Yemen. It passed 247 to 175. 16 Republicans voted yes with the Democrats. Um, and then in the Senate, the vote was 54 to 46 with seven Republicans voting with the Democrats. Basically... We all know that there's been this really terrible war in Yemen and the you it's basically the Saudi-led war in Yemen and the the United States is backing Saudi Arabia. We've given them weapons since the Obama administration. Um and then it's against the Houthi rebels who are backed by the Iranians. Um so people are some some people think this is some sort of like de facto war in the region, but the humanitarian repercussions of it are so fucking terrible like people are starving people are dying from blasts people there's cholera it's 
really also, like, fucking let's, bad. Let's stop giving bad Saudi famine. Arabia some pass as this fake progressive nation. Yeah. They are one of the worst. And what makes them, I think, actually emboldened to do things like chop up a journalist and cause a famine and death to people in another country yeah. is the fact that Americans have given them this like gold shield this like you're better than iran type of of shields yeah somehow that the fact that iran is out to kill america and saudi arabia wants to check them Mm -hmm. saudi arabia has been like mistaken as acceptable and because they gave women the right to drive Meanwhile, they jail dissidents. They literally pull people off the street if they're for being an activist. Mm-hmm. They pull people off the street for saying anything about the government. When we went to the Women in the World Conference, there was one of the main themes was actually dissidents in Saudi Arabia and the way that they treat them and what they do in this country. And it is not some fucking cakewalk in Saudi Arabia. No. So we should not be giving them license to do these things they, and just because they may be slightly better than iran yeah. like maybe questionable haven't really done a personal venn diagram examination but i think that they share many of the same behaviors yeah so acting like saudi arabia is this acceptable nation but like you just know you can't you we can't be doing like moral comparisons just because someone may be a little less terrible than someone else that doesn't mean they're both not terrible <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, that's like all about like, what about ism? Like I, I actually got, I started, I, for some reason I responded to a troll on Twitter the other day and I was like, you can't morally compare these two things because by saying one is bad, you're you're negating yeah. the other one is just as bad. But I was like, I can't, why am I getting in this conversation with you? Yeah, exactly. It's just, again, they are grifting. Are, are they're, yeah. Again, they're, they're also are trying to make money off of America. We yeah. give them their, our dependence on them for oil mm-hmm. again we got to get off that teat for other reasons yeah the <laughs> so 10 years. look there is n- the 10 years thing there is no need to be championing championing saudi arabia a lot of and like it's crazy that it took you know the murder of a journalist jamal khashoggi to get like people on this side because i feel like a lot like a lot of the momentum was pushed behind that Jamal, Jamal well, I just was think murdered. it threw things into daylight because yeah. before people were like, oh, they let but women drive now. How nice of it's them. It's still <laughs> happening. They're like, MBS is young and progressive. Like, if let's talk about the spectrum on which he's progressive. No one has really <laughs> faced any repercussions for that. Um, and yeah, no. And they won't. They won't yeah. because Jared and him are like, they're sending gifs back and forth. Bernie's, and yeah. Bernie Sanders called for a Senate override of the veto. Um, supporters of this resolution argue the U.S. shouldn't be involved in the war without explicit permission from Congress. Opponents of the resolution argue the U.S. does not have boots on the ground and is offering non combat technical assistance to Saudi Arabia. I just don't get what this war has to do with us. So, like, what is your justification for being there? There's none. I don't see any. All right. Thanks, Obama. Until the end of democracy, I'm Sammy Fishbine. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this has been the Betches Sup Podcast. Goodbye. Betches.